Welcome back, everybody. So we are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira, sitting next to John Teixeira for another week's episode of We Are TPM. This week, we are going to talk about how owning a home grows your wealth with time. And if you are interested in this topic or any of the appreciation we show, all this appreciation, uh, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. What are we getting into today? Well, you know what? This feels like something we've talked about a lot. We've definitely done podcasts on it in the past. Um, as you mentioned, appreciating the appreciation. We talk a lot about this and, and several, several podcasts ago, but it feels right to do it again right now because of the current market that we're in and the current conditions that we're working under. Um, people are thinking about selling left and right for various reasons. Um, when I say people, I mean investors, really. Um, we're not finding as many investors that are ready to jump into the game, so to speak. Um, they're looking at their interest rate, they're looking at their monthly payment and their cash flow, and that's stopping people. And taxes, taxes have gone up. Yeah, taxes, interest rates, you know, lots of stuff. All of these things. So, I, and, and we have talked about appreciation a lot, and we and how much we mm. like to appreciate it. But we also thought it'd be helpful to jump into some. Uh, you know, this one is how it grows with time. We're going to jump into an actual timeline and get some actual stats of how this has not just happened hypothetically, how it has actually happened in our country. Should we get Steve to document how many times we use the word appreciate or appreciation or any form of the word? He could do that, but I don't think we would appreciate it. You don't think it that very much. we wouldn't appreciate that? No, okay. I don't think we'd appreciate that very much. Would you much. appreciate his effort? <laughs> I'd try to, you know, but Sorry. it's a depreciating effort, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little sidetrack there. Uh, um, all right, so let's start with we, we've got a great little um, simple little definition of what we mean by equity when we use the term equity because that is um, the difference between your the current value of your home and what you owe in in a loan if you have one right so that's how your equity is determined how much value in that home do you have if you don't have a loan then it's only determined by the market value of that home if you have a loan then it's determined by the market value of that home minus the amount of principal you have remaining on that loan. This is correct. It's the whole plus minus. Yeah. Well, it's important of. for this conversation. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we, we kind of started with that because we used, we'll use that term equity often throughout this conversation. And, and we also have this conversation with our, our clients or potential clients often because people get so short-sighted and wrapped up in the monthly cash flow and what, you know, for good reason sometimes. Sometimes people shouldn't be, they don't have the the cash or the, the fallback, right, to be able to be landlords. So those people really have to look at their cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. And if anything happens, they're kind of, you know, in a bad situation. Well, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, the, it, everybody wants to appreciate cash flow. The reason we say you can't just ignore the appreciation, of course, is that if you never cash flow a dime, if you just broke even for 30 years, 
you'd have an asset with that's paid off and has a certain value to it that you can take out and have this huge equity position that ideally uh, in the rental aspect, somebody else paid for. Um, but even when you own your home, it's no different than what you'd pay in rent, except it goes towards this asset that's being paid down. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 and I mentioned that people get short sighted. Everybody does it right. Mm -hmm. You and I do it sometimes to some degree. Um, it's human nature for us to get short sighted and to look at what, we need right now and forget the big picture of what we're about to talk about, right? And we got some great stats here that I think are really interesting. I have a client right now that is extremely experienced. She's owned rental homes for quite some time, has a business opportunity that she wants to take advantage of, and she's selling homes to take advantage of this business opportunity. And that's kind of a short-sighted solution, right? Fortunately for her, she's made some great decisions to be able to have this, to make, to be able to have the opportunity to do this, right? So good on her for doing that. But when you look at what we're about to talk about, it almost makes you wonder, why aren't you going to get the money somewhere else and letting this run? Because the the nutshell of what we're about to talk about is that over the last 32 years, since 1991, over the course of the nation, and I want to dig deeper into this, um, there's been a 290% increase on average of ec- in equity. What does that mean, Kyle? Over the last 32 years. What so, does that mean? What do you mean? Put that into perspective for us. If I bought a home in 1991, yeah. which is about when I bought my first home for so this, $97,000. I got you. So that's the, we're talking about a price change here, and we're going to go from Q1. This data is from Q1 of 1991 to Q1 of 2023. Um, so, for example. What's a Q? What's, which state? What's quarter. A Q? It's a quarter. It's a quarter. Okay. Okay. First quarter, oh, okay. financial quarter you know, okay. of the fiscal year. No, I'm just kidding. The actual year. Um which state you want to go? Texas. I think that's a good place to start, right? No, we're here. Good. Let's do it. Let's see. Let's see if you agree with this math equations. <laughs> or, or this one is, is isn't even as good as Texas. I bought my first house in California for almost a hundred thousand dollars, probably in quarter one of. Okay, let's do that 92. then. So, hundred thousand dollars. You bought your house for a hundred thousand dollars in. Q1 of 1991, and they're saying on average the state of California's price change in that time and home prices is 295%. Okay, 295%. So that would mean that today that same house would be worth 395000 I don't know how to do that math, to be honest, in my head. That's why I was counting on you to do this part. This part. I was, I was giving I'm going to get my calculator out so here. So 395000 is what that, that house would be worth today. At If it increased 295%. I, yeah, I can't do that in my head. That is dumb. It was We did make it easy, didn't we? When you do 100000 this math is easy. <laughs> so in Texas, it is higher. So Texas is higher than, than California, which c- would come... As a surprise to some people, we we did a little field test here, and it came as a surprise to you. And it didn't let, surprise you as much, but it surprised me that the the states that were the highest surprised me. Yeah. But it didn't surprise me that Texas is higher than California. I don't think so. In that time, Texas is three hundred and thirty percent. So mm-hmm. in this same example, this house would be worth four hundred 
and 30,000. So I think the surprise about this, what's interesting here is that I expected California to be higher than average. And it's almost exactly at the nationwide average. Mm -hmm. The nationwide average is 290. California is at 295. I bet almost everyone would assume that California... California's appreciation rose at a higher rate. So this is a testament to the fluctuation in, in, in values that I talk about to, to people all the time about California. You might get a quick spike and a really high rise, and but when it goes bad, it also really goes bad in California. Mm-hmm. Especially in different areas. And mm-hmm. I mean, in 91, Q1 of 91, it was probably still already expensive in California. So so what was happening in 91? We were coming out of the SNL crisis. The other thing that was happening in 91, we were also coming out of a, um, a recession. The um, first um, bubble, tech bubble happened, I believe. Dot-com bubble, that was... No, that, that was, was 2000, but the first yeah. first tech, first little tech bubble, I think, happened in... in the 90s right then but um anyways so we were kind of coming out of both of those things so this is a good time to start right here 30 yeah, you could probably go last years later. 100 years in california would be up there you know but you never know so uh, there's some higher ones on the list so like in the same example colorado colorado was one of the ones i expected to be high didn't think it would be the highest in the nation uh it's 565 percent, meaning that hundred thousand dollar house you bought in 91 would be worth six hundred and sixty-five thousand today hmm. and, and that's on average i'm sure there's places that like in denver or, you know some of the metroplex areas that have gone up more than that so you made a point earlier that i kind of poo-pooed but i'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about it right now poo-pooed that's a good word you like that word poo-pooed. that made you chuckle poo-pooed <laughs> i didn't expect that word it's to a, use, so. you didn't expect me to turn it into a I, verb did you I'm, now i'm waiting for the definition so <laughs> i disregarded your point earlier oh, okay and it was um the point about um legalizing marijuana i'd be curious where this lands if it went from 91 to maybe 2018 before that happened, like where Colorado lands and how much of an impact that had. Yeah, because, I mean, this is a 32-year time period. A lot of these jumps could have, you know, some of these jumps could have happened more mm-hmm. drastically in certain areas. Like um, another one to tie on here is, is Florida at 427. Mm-hmm. And this is the Q1 of 2023. I'd, I'd like to see this one to 2019 and see where Florida lands. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Utah, where's Utah come from? Utah is the second highest, and it's just literally less than Utah's like the forgotten most beautiful state in our country, and no one even thinks about it unless they're going skiing, or in their or they're in a certain certain church, or if they're <laughs> Church of Latter Day Saints. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the reason. Maybe for that. that's this, the reason. This, we're not going to say definitively <laughs> any of these reasons, but I'm just looking at these. I don't think there's any reason why we can't say the Church of Latter Day Saints is there. I mean, no, it's not all Utah is. What about though, Idaho? So. Do they have that? They, they do have a lot of Mormons there too, but. Um, <laughs> But it's not known for that. So why? What potato? Potatoes? Potatoes? I don't know because Oregon's on here too. Um, what is that? Michigan? No, Montana's on here. So I and mean, no I guess ever, it's just a flood. No, everyone to the... forgot about Montana until Yellowstone. So why is it on here? Well, because Yellowstone came out before 2023, and I don't think they really forgot about it before. <laughs> uh, before all that, so I mean, if you take, I'd be interested to see a pre-COVID. Uh, 
data mm. of this. That's you know, a, a lot be, of this could have been affected by COVID. That would be interesting. We should have done that because, like we New came York, here. New York's probably is lower than average. It's at two forty eight percent over the thirty two years. The lowest on here is Connecticut. So, I mean, New England as a whole isn't as much as you might expect. So, I'll let's let's see if we can get that data pre legalized marijuana, <laughs> and that'll that'll take out COVID too. How's that? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's important we we talk about why we're talking about this too, yeah, right? We are getting so, sidetracked, aren't like we? the long, this is a long term benefit to buying a house, even at high interest rates, even as these negative factors factor into your home buying decisions. Um, it's it's easier to ignore the positives or not find the positives, and this is still one of them, uh, especially still with rental property, like. You have investors buying rental property. You know, some of them are like, "Well, as long as there's not a negative cash flow right now, I still have the time investment." You know, towards the mortgage and all that stuff, and um, probably with the hope to refinance it later. But yeah, so so you know what, I want I want to talk about something, Kyle. I want to take this this in a, in a in a little bit different direction, if that's okay. And I want to talk about creative financing <clears throat> because. This big picture that we're trying to show people, we're trying to show how it's most important that you get in the game Mm -hmm. so that you can start this 32-year appreciation cycle as quickly as possible, right? And one of the things that people forget is that through with a lot of the creative financing out there, it's got a negative stigma. It's got a negative stigma because we came out of a period between the year 2000 and 2008 where there were tons of adjustable rate mortgages, um, mortgages where you didn't have to prove your income. There were mortgages that were interest only, and they got a lot of people in trouble. Okay, so I do want to be careful about about being a proponent of this, because if you're not responsible enough or have the backing to be able to handle a correction in the market or something bad that can happen, then you should not do these things. Okay, but if you have some other means of being able to absorb a correction in the market, then you absolutely should be considering an interest only or an adjustable rate mortgage or or a buy down in certain situations. I'm not sure we're in the right market for a buy down right now anymore, but there's a, there's subject two that's becoming popular again. Subject two is people are asking and talking about it again. It's not necessarily becoming popular because we're still not in the right environment for it Mm -hmm. because there's still too much equity out there for people to do that. But if we ever got in a position where there's no equity, which follows a cycle like the one I just talked about between 2000, 2008, that's why subject twos got so popular because there was no equity. You know why there was no equity? Because people were allowed to pull it all out with these loans all constantly Mm -hmm. and they were doing it. So I'm not suggesting as an investor that you go out and you do that. What I'm suggesting is be open-minded to some of these creative financing solutions that other banks have that can get you in a little cheaper so that you use less capital getting in, you have better cash flow while you're riding through a tough interest rate maybe, but you're in the game 
and you're starting this appreciation cycle that we're talking about. And you can, you know what, you can refinance out, you can fix it, you can reset it. You can, there's a whole bunch of things you could do later on when the timing is right. But I, we, we've talked, we've used this term before. It's almost like saying I'm not going to get in now. Well, the future is not going to get better. Something's going to get more expensive. Interest rates, cost of building materials, values of homes, something's always going to get worse. It's and, never going to be better in the future. Well, and what, what people always, <laughs> the, the, the mindset there, you know, interest rates can change, right? But like you said, there's other factors that get more expensive. Um, and if the, if in the time, it, yeah, they may go down, but what if they go up enough in the time that it takes them to go down that by the time they go down, they're still higher than they would have been if you started now? You know, that's a kind of a circle Mm -hmm. <laughs> way of saying it but say if it in two years prices on construction costs go down right but they go down to what they are today well then why didn't you just buy today mm -hmm. you know because um, that's what's more likely interest rates can go down but when they do you can refinance right mm -hmm. um, then you have you still own the property for the benefits of that um, you know it, it, it comes into perspective too when you own the home or when you live in the home too yeah, that's a factor you're not talking about in investing, um, but you also have the benefit of paying into something that you get get the f you know added feature of living in. Mm -hmm. So, because um, yep. otherwise it's just an investment that you live in. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Yeah, it's just something we hear a lot right now, isn't it? I don't want to buy right now. Interest rates are too high. It's too expensive. It's it's just not going to get better. And so if there's a way for you to get in, to your point, if you don't own the home you live in, find a way to do that. Lower your standards. Live in a smaller home. Mm -hmm. um, well, get pre-qualified. That's the easy answer. Yeah. No, you know, it's like anything else. You got to know what you're doing um, to even consider doing anything. You, you know, until you get pre-qualified, you don't... It, People have been surprised. I've seen people be very surprised at what they can buy or the other way around, what they can't buy, um, you know, because we've talked about DTI, debt to income ratios, and, you know, some some people let their DTI get worse than they think they do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely know so that you can get out there and do it. Because hmm. this is, we have explained how over 32 years that, the areas have definitely grown wealth to real estate. None of these are negative. None of these are less than double. The worst one on here is Connecticut at 155%. So don't buy in Connecticut. In 1991. <laughs> and this is historical data, right? So even that $100,000 house in this example would be worth 255. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting map. If you guys want, reach out to us. Kyle's going to give me an, e an email address. This is an extremely interesting map on this percent change in home prices over the last 32 years. And, and it's the perspective we talk about a lot. And I feel like this map has created um, and painted a great picture of what we talk about all the time where we're talking about appreciation. Investors forget they, they trip over pen dollars to get to pennies and they forget about the most important part of why they should be investing. Mm -hmm. And it's for this right here. This is the reason. Well, and, you know, 
it's it's the it's why real estate. This is a, a pretty accurate picture of why the we it's called a way more conservative investment, right? Because I was actually looking up while you were talking the percent change in the S and P five hundred. Okay, over I love this, it. Let's the do same it. Same amount of time. Let's right? do it. And before I tell you the number, it this the reason it, it's it's higher than the real than the number okay. for real estate, right? Over thirty two years. Over thirty two years. Okay. Um. But none of these are negative, right? This mm-hmm. is so you think of the S and P five hundred is a is a basket of the top five hundred five hundred. Uh, think uh, of stocks. it as a map of fifty states. Yeah, so exactly. You know, you, these fifty states are each a stock. Every stock in this portfolio has gone up anywhere from one hundred and fifty five percent to you know five sixty five. Well, S and P five hundred has gone up twenty three seventy six. Two thousand three hundred and seventy-six percent. Holy in mackerel! That, in are that you time, serious? Which is, yeah. Wow. So, so wait a minute. We need to take all our money out of real estate and just put it in the S and P five hundred. Well, no, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, in ninety-one, um, but that's why it, we could get into the diversification aspect of it, right? But if you the, the fi- all five hundred of those stocks. In the S&P in 91, yep. I guarantee that there's a handful that still even exists today, right? So that's where the index is way different. It changes. Things come in and out of it mm-hmm. uh, um, as they are at the top or at the bottom, right? Like in 91, I'm sure Blockbuster was in there. Um, <laughs> Enron was probably in there. There's a lot that were in there um, that are not in there today. So um, hmm. like Yahoo, right? You know, yeah, good old Yahoo. So, I mean, yeah, Dell. not not saying is that Dell stock, still around. That S and P investment over a long time horizon isn't pretty conservative. It is, um, but this is where real estate shows to be conservative because it's you know doesn't necessarily change. So, and we're looking at states. We could we could probably get to five hundred by looking at counties or you know something like that. But the pretty much go up over time over a 32 year period you'll find no negatives yeah and and you do have you know the benefit of cash flow eventually so if you don't have it now if you bought something right now and there's no cash flow that will cash flow you know in a few years right in two three four five years whatever however long it takes for the market to catch up to your numbers or and or you have to refinance You'll cash flow eventually. Mm-hmm. And 32 years is a good number because it's a little over the life of the mortgage. Yeah. Right? So by the time you pay off your house, you know, your $100,000 loan's paid off, and now you have a... In $300,000 house. Is that right? Or four hundred? It's 400, a $400,000. 395 that California house. That California house was three ninety five. I wish I still owned that home. <laughs> well, we could get more specific because yours was in LA County, which probably got, I'd argue, probably went up more than this percentage for the whole state. Well, I don't know. I think Northern California probably drags all this up, actually. Yeah. But... Anyways, doesn't matter. All right. Well, if you guys want to see this interesting map we've been talking about or or talk to us about home price changes or anything else, uh, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email, ask for the map, or just say map or M or show me the money, any of them. I'll show it to you. Uh, Show me the money at wertpm.com. And thank you all for tuning in. We are out. Later.